Welcome to Get Uncomfortable with Dakota and Shay, the podcast where we discuss why we enjoy seeking out challenges and how this stimulates personal and professional growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn to welcome adversity into your daily routine. Through discussion, we want to show you how seeking out challenges will help you grow in all areas of your life. We plan to cover topics such as surrounding yourself with the right people, the importance of physical exertion, learning new and difficult skills, and many others. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to Get Uncomfortable, everybody. I am your host, Shay, from Enlightened Athlete. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening to the show, the whole idea behind the Get Uncomfortable podcast is that we can find happiness, success, and fulfillment through discomfort, not going around discomfort. So we have to embrace the discomfort in life and on the path to those three things, and that is where you will truly find those. You cannot find those by skirting around the edges and trying to avoid discomfort. So this uh, whole idea is about how can we use discomfort and consciously make the choice to embrace it to build a better life, better relationships, better business, uh, just better our standings in whatever way we see fit. I think it's really a philosophy that you can live by, uh, one that I try to live by as well. I was not always this way. I did not always try to embrace discomfort and take it head on. I oftentimes avoided it as a kid. I didn't want to have hard conversations. I would try to do, uh, try to take the path of least resistance in all things. I just, I don't know where that came from, but I realized over time that that is not the way to where you want to get to. If there is something that you want, if it's worth having, it's going to be a difficult, arduous process to get there. And if it was easy to get, everybody would have it and it would be not that valuable then. So that's the whole idea behind this show and the philosophy of living the get uncomfortable way, I think. And uh, it's, a, it's a theme that you'll see everywhere. Successful people talk about it all the time. You'll hear about it. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's the idea behind this show. So if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Today's show is going to be all about getting back on track once you have fallen off. This is just a quick uh, episode we're going to do today. Sometimes we have longer format episodes where we'll interview somebody who has uh, an amazing set of skills or has achieved amazing things in life or somebody who is embracing the get uncomfortable process. Um, today's will be a quick one. So if you find value in today's episode, please share it out with somebody. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. Uh, share the show with somebody that you know or somebody that would find value in this. That helps us out immensely. So the reviews are the lifeblood of the podcast. People will look at those. People will see those. Maybe they'll click on the show. We can expand the community, maybe get uh, more guests on. And uh, always don't be afraid to send us an email, info, I-N-F-O, at enlightenedathlete.com with topic suggestions, um, things that you would like to see, things you're struggling with. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, what you like about the show, I love to reach back out to people and connect with the audience, uh, you guys, you, who I'm talking to right now. So uh, don't be afraid to shoot us an email and let us know what you think or what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to see on the show. That's super helpful as well. And um, yeah, let's get into today's show. I see this a lot with people that I work with in the gym. They'll be doing really, really well. They'll be nailing their workouts. They'll be nailing their mindset strategies. Maybe they've started meditating. Maybe they've taken time for themselves. Um, they're nailing their nutrition. They're eating really well. They're very consistent with it. And then inevitably, life happens. Something happens. They go on a trip. 
uh, a tragedy in the family, something stressful happens in business, and they fall off. And when they fall off, oftentimes it is very difficult to get back on track. They'll try, they fall off, they try, they fall off, but they can't just get that momentum built to get them back to where they were going. What is the deal breaker? What is causing that? And I think what it is, is sometimes we will build things up in our heads so big that it feels almost impossible to get started again. Or we just push it off to the side because it's uncomfortable and we don't want to face the actions that we've been taking or avoiding in order to get back on track. And we can build this up, build this up, build this up. And then it feels like it's so big that you don't even want to mess with it. You don't want to look at it anymore. You're like, forget it. I'm over it. I'm done with it. So one of the strategies that I like to use with people to help them get back back on track and specifically here in the gym with nutrition or workouts, exercise on their own outside of the gym, uh, what they're eating is the building momentum strategy. And the way you do that is you literally pick one thing. There's two different paths that I typically recommend people take on this. And it depends on the their personality and your personality, which one you think and know. Most of us know ourselves and what we will do and won't do. Uh, which one you will do most consistently, which one you will nail. So there's the smallest pebble or the biggest boulder is what I call them. You can address the low-hanging fruit. This is the smallest pebble. The easiest thing you can do is something that you, if I asked you how many times out of 10 would you get this done? A nine or a 10. That would be the one that you would pick. It, it, you take it so small and make it so easy that it seems like, yeah, that's, that's mind-numbingly easy. There's no challenge in that at all. That would be if you want to take the small route, you would pick the thing that would be so easy. One thing. You pick one thing. Everybody tries to do five or six at the same time, and then they inevitably end up failing because it's a huge process again. So you pick one thing, super easy, and you nail it for a week. The next week, you continue that habit, and you add another super easy habit. But you pick one thing, okay? Now, the biggest boulder, the opposite side would be pick the largest thing that is throwing you off track, the hardest thing, the biggest thing, the most obvious thing that you're like, oh, that's the one I got to do. And that's the one that will give you the motivation to attack it. That's how some people work. Like if something's so small and easy, they, they doesn't get them excited. They don't get pumped up about it. They don't get any motivation to tackle it. So they need something big. And like I said, this depends on the person. So you pick the big thing, the most glaring, obvious thing, or the thing that would have like a domino effect. You take care of this big one and it literally knocks out all the other ones underneath of it. I'm not going to give specific examples because it could, it's such a broad and varied uh, situational thing, but you pick the big thing, the thing that gets you pumped up to go. Now, what that does uh, is both of those are one thing. You don't pick five things. You pick one thing on either end. What that does is it sets in motion you. You have to start doing something. And when you do that, that is what's going to build the momentum, whether it's small or big. It gets you pumped up. It gets you ready to work. It gets you back in motion again. When you can't get the ball rolling or you can't get back on track, you need to build some momentum in your life, some positive momentum towards whatever that is. I was laying in bed uh, the other day, and I was thinking, like, what could somebody do that's hard? And for me, this is what popped into my mind because I really enjoy being outdoors. I enjoy novelty. I enjoy seeing new things. So it's like one thing that you could tell somebody to do would be like literally plan a trip to go hike a mountain, go climb a mountain. Uh, here in Nebraska, we're right next to Colorado and there's a bunch of 14ers, so 14,000 feet of elevation at the top of the mountains. So 
plan a trip to go hike a 14er. Like, literally go climb a fucking mountain. If you can't get the shit going again, go climb a mountain. You've got a mountain built up in your mind. Go climb a mountain. Now, maybe you can't do that currently. Maybe you're unable to do that. You think physically you won't be able to do that. Time-wise, you won't be able to do that. Good. Now you have something to train for. Now you have something to do. You have a reason to go to bed on time because you know you have to work out tomorrow to get prepared to climb this mountain, right? Other days you don't want to do it. You know you're going to train because you have a date set that you're going to this mountain. You're taking time off work potentially. You are uh, driving somewhere. You're taking travel time and the cost and expense associated with that. And you literally have a start point and an end point. You get to the top of the mountain or you don't. And you know that the days that you don't want to do it, you now have something to train for. If you can't do it currently, you're going to start working out. So what you're doing is you're setting a goal and what that does is immediately puts things in motion, builds momentum towards that thing. You've picked one thing to do, now you're going to go do it. So literally go climb a mountain. If you can't do it, you can start to put in place daily actions in order to move forward. So my idea was the mountain, but this could be something like a 5K. This could be a Spartan race. This could be um, a jiu-jitsu competition. This could be any number of things, right? It, it, it could literally be anything, and I always gravitate towards something that is physical because that is what I've built my life around. That's what I do regularly. Pick anything. Maybe it's you have to try out for a seat in the local orchestra or a seat on the local choir or something like that, but it will force you to have a goal, it will force you to put into practice daily things and you can start to move forward. That helps you build that momentum, right? And in the mountain scenario, like once you get to the top, you literally get that reward immediately upon embarking on that quest up the mountain. You get to the top and you get this view and you will thank yourself for that and you will remember that for days. Like it's so exciting and rewarding. And then you get back down and you can look back on that experience and say, what was the process I went through? Look what I got at the end of that. I got a, such a reward. And that can help you build that momentum. So you've got to have something that you're striving for typically. Whether that's picking big climbing a mountain or whether that's picking uh, something super small. Like I'm not going to eat after 8 p.m. for this week. I just set that with a client this week. Jody, Shout out to Jody if you're listening. And uh, she's nailing it. She came in. She's like, I felt great. I felt great that I did that. She had a great workout. Uh, but you're doing that by building positive momentum, and that starts to get you back on track. That is super important in order to build momentum for yourself in order to get back on track. So get the ball rolling. Start either small or pick something really big. And once you build that momentum, it, you'll start to see some success, and then that will light a fire under your ass to keep going. So that's one easy way to get back on track. Here's the thing. If you do nothing, you'll stay where you are. If what, you're, what you've been doing is not working, it's going to continue to not work until you change something. So you need to take action. That is the main thing. And by taking action, you start to build positive momentum, and that positive momentum will carry, and it's like a snowball effect. You'll see more. You want to do more. You want to get more done. You go to bed on time. You wake up and you work out. You eat the right thing. You uh, put the time in behind the computer. You put the time in behind the instrument. You put the time in practicing. You put the time in with the kids. You start to do that, and then all of a sudden, like, damn, that felt pretty good. You get a little dopamine kick. You get a little reward, a little boost, right? And I was just listening to a podcast with uh, Andrew Huberman, the Huberman Lab, and he was talking about what dopamine is. And dopamine is not 
the chemical that allows you to feel pleasure, it is more associated actually with motivation. So he told a story, actually. I'm going to read this. I took some notes. So there was two groups of uh, rats, and they did this experiment to basically separate um, showing pleasure from motivation, how dopamine is associated with that. And what they did was they took one group of rats, they gave them a lever to push to give them a food pellet, a food that they particularly liked, and they get the lever and they'd eat the food. Okay, so clearly they're motivated to press the lever and get the food, right? Group two, they eliminated the dopamine neurons in the rat's brains. And he said that they did this by uh, injecting a neurotoxin that like shut off the uh, dopamine neurons. So they had no dopamine in their brain. They put the rats right next to the lever and same as group one, they'd hit the lever and get the food. So that maybe people would draw the conclusion that like dopamine is not involved with motivation and pleasure, but it is definitely involved in that. So even though that the second group of rats with no dopamine could still enjoy the food, if they moved the rats literally one rat body length away from the lever, uh, the animals with dopamine would move to the lever still and get the food. The rats without dopamine wouldn't even move to get food. They wouldn't even move one body length to get the food anymore. So that shows, and this has been done in humans as well, he said, it shows that dopamine is not about the ability to experience pleasure. It is about the motivation from pleasure. So it's all about motivation. So people with less dopamine typically results in being less motivated, uh, even though they can still experience pleasure. So what that does is makes us anti-lazy. Dopamine makes us anti-lazy, which I thought was really interesting. Now, if you want to go more into that and learn more about that, you can listen to uh, his podcast on motivation and dopamine. I think it's episode 12 of the Huberman Lab. He goes into that way more than I do, and I don't want to get deep into it because I'm not a neuroscientist. But um, what that does is stimulates it and makes you do it more. And you start to see some success and you build that momentum. And that's how you get back on track. You don't get back on track by doing nothing or worrying about it. You get back on track by taking action and continuing to take action for the long term. I hope that was useful. I hope it wasn't too rambly. Uh, If you enjoyed it, send it to somebody. Leave us a rating and review as well. That helps us so much. And we will talk to you next week.